0: You're listening to the weekly podcast of Cayo, the youth ministry of the Father's House in Owensboro, Kentucky. Cayo is a healthy home for teens who are loved like family as sons and daughters that embrace their kingdom identity and purpose to change the world. At Cayo, your home. Let's close your eyes and pray. Let's dive straight in. Lord, bless our time together. Lord, anoint this time. Speak and have your way. Give me the utterance to preach and to teach, to make your word plain and understandable. Lord, those that have ears that hear it, Lord, give them vision. Vision for their life, that they can run with it. Lord, reveal to them who they are. Lord, reveal to them what you created them for. In Jesus' name, bless this time. Amen. Well, we're starting a brand new series tonight called, Who Do You Say I Am? And this is something that's been on my heart for quite a while. I was ready to talk about this last week. However, it was probably good because we had a water war with water balloons and we went to McDonald's. But hey, we're here this Wednesday. Everybody look to your neighbor and say, who do you say I am? See, as I was, as I was thinking about this, I know that, I know that it's a brand new school year and I came across something the other day that I'm gonna share with you I'm about to, I'm about to, uh, I want to share something with you. I was preparing for this message and this story came to mind and it took me back, way, way back, all the way back to middle school on picture day. On, do we have that picture? Do we want to show them that picture? Be prepared to laugh. <laughs> Guys, that's middle school. I know, man. I don't show my teeth now probably because of this picture. But I got, the hair, I got the hair parted over. I got the yellow shirt. I don't wear yellow at all now. Who's wearing yellow? Galeno, I see you wearing yellow. He's like, no, not me. So this is me in middle school. And I remember picture day. You might say, Pastor Darrow, why do you have such a look like that on your face? Well, every now and then you get a good photographer over the years that tells you a funny joke and you can't help but make a weird face like that—that's a genuine laugh, smile on picture day, right? So I was happy right here, but as soon as the th- as soon as I walked away, I heard somebody say something that I never forgot. He's wearing that shirt. It's not because it was yellow. See, I'm pretty sure I'm in sixth grade here. I think so. I should be in sixth grade. Somebody, I, now here's the deal. Anybody in here like Batman? Anybody in here like Ninja Turtles? Anybody in here like the Power Rangers? Anybody in here like Marvel characters? Okay. So this guy makes fun of my shirt. He goes, he's wearing a Ninja Turtle shirt? And he was trashing, and we didn't say it back then, but he was clowning on my shirt. Now, you can't see it, but right underneath that little... uh, silhouette or vignette or whatever they call that thank you graphic design was kicking in he made fun of my shirt i was like in a state of shock i was like what instantly inside i'm like i asked this question what is wrong with my shirt and an even deeper question i asked and the thing is this never even occurred to me what is wrong with me like am i not cool like, is this shirt somehow not acceptable? So it led me to ask this question. I asked this question. I didn't know it at the time, but I realize it now. But I was asking the question, who am I? Or I was really looking to that guy named Eddie. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? See, the thing is, deep down, if we aren't careful, we will let everyone else tell us who we are. TikTok. Your friends, whatever you're wearing, social media, musicians you listen to. Most of the time, we care about the opinion of someone who doesn't even... See, I did not even know Eddie. Now, in the coming years, I've told some stories about him. In here over the years, Eddie and I have almost come to fistfights multiple times because he was a bit of a punk, and he deserved to get punched. But I didn't do it. Shoved him into a locker a few times. Long story. That was seventh grade. But the thing is, this guy suddenly thinks he's better than me, which in turn, because he's talking trash about my shirt, it really had me like, it had me asking this big question. And all of you, if you're honest, you've had a moment like this even in high school or maybe even in middle school right now. You're worried about what they say that you are. What's the quarterback think about me? What's the cheerleaders? Think about me. What's that girl down the hallway? Think about me. That person who has a locker next to me. Who do they say I am? It's a big deal. So we must always remember, guys. Like we're not everyone tells to tell us how to think, how to dress, how to be. But if you're being honest, think about what you're wearing right now. Why are you wearing it? You don't have to answer to me. But why are you wearing it? Who says it's acceptable? You know, the mullet for years was like banned. And then the mullet started creeping back in the last few years. Not knocking on mullets, anybody. But, uh, um, um, um. but the thing is, the mullet used to be business in the front, party in the back. I remember about 10 years ago, guys were wearing girl skinny jeans when they'd go to the, they'd go to the concerts. My, the thing is, guys, we let everybody else tell us who we are. See, the thing is, we have to remember that circumstances don't give us identity. Like for example, I love chimichangas. I love a good chimichanga. Me ranchito, let's go. But does that make me a chimichanga? Okay, so now you're saying, Trisha, are you saying I'm some piece of meat? Is that what you're saying? Just checking. Guess what? I can say that I'm married. All right, here we go. So, if we're not careful, guys, who can relate to what I'm saying? Can anybody relate to what I'm saying? You guys are lying through your teeth. You can't relate what I'm saying. Here's the deal. We're tossed to and fro by the wind, by whoever dictates, see what you liked a year ago, you don't like now, what you liked three years ago, maybe you write, like here's what happens, a lot of people like something 10 years ago, and then suddenly it's brand new to, the, brand new to them 10 years later, and suddenly it's cool, it's dope, it's, 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 it's accepted again. So guys, can I just go ahead and tell you, so this created in me, in that photo, I begin to ask myself, what do I need to be wearing? Because apparently I can't wear this shirt anymore uh, because I'm, I remember going home like completely confused. So point is, here's the deal. There's grace and patience for us because you guys are figuring out who you are. You guys are figuring out who you are. If you're in middle school, you're really trying to figure out who you are, right? Middle school I think is tougher than high school. Middle school or, Middle school image is God. Image is God in middle school how you're perceived and then you got social media on top of that it's not just at school and at the games it's also online you've got you've got a multifaceted war going on whether you know it or not but image is god image is still god in high school but in my opinion it really is intense in middle school so you've got to remember that circumstances don't give us identity identity drives our direction right so jesus actually asked this same question in Matthew 16 Verse 13, it says this. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man, or who do the people say that I am? And he said, well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah the prophet, others say Jeremiah the prophet, or one of the other prophets. But then he asked them a question. He says, who do you say that I am? See, this is is a big deal. Jesus is asking a bold question Who do you say that I am? Do you really think Jesus didn't know who he was? Of course, he knew who he was. But a better question for you tonight is Who do you say Jesus is? Who is Jesus to you? Because Jesus is a lot of things to a lot of people, he's a nice guy. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves everybody. Jesus is a hater. You'll hear two different answers. Jesus is a hater. Jesus loves me. You'll hear a different variety of answers. Jesus is a prophet. Jesus is a teacher. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is Savior. Some will say Jesus is Lord. But not everybody is going to say Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. But who do you say that Jesus is? See, Jesus is like... Identity is so key to everything that you are. Like look at yourself head to toe, what shoes you're wearing, everything. Even like what you put on your bio line. What you got in your bio is all, it's all marketing. You're all trying to market yourself and tell everybody who you are, but is that really you? Great question. See, Jesus asks, who do you say I am? But he knows who he is. He knows exactly who he is. Okay, so let's, let's, let's actually try this out. Jesus asked questions to get us to think. So I want you to think. Here's a question. Like, for we, In order for us to think for ourselves when everyone else is trying to think for us, do you really think when you're watching YouTube or TikTok, is your brain actually thinking? Who thinks yes? Who thinks no? So when you're watching videos online or you're watching TikTok, not say eight and a half to nine people out of the room that's what you do to relax decompress and not have to think see it's easy to put a screen in front of you you don't have to do any thinking you're letting it do the thinking for you but if you're not doing the thinking then who is doing the thinking for you it's a great question you've got to ask yourself who do you do you even know who you are Because if you're not in the driver's seat, remember, identity drives direction. If you're not in the driver's seat, something else or someone else is. See, the thing is, Jesus knows exactly who he is. The scripture says, he says, he is the son of God. He says this, Peter answers, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. Peter has the right answer. Jesus already knew it. But can you say the same? Is Jesus the son of God? Is he the Messiah? See, we think that we're a lot of things. Well, I'm fashionable. I'm a cheerleader. I'm an athlete. I'm, I'm a, a smart student. I'm on the academic team. I'm a dancer. I'm an artist. I'm a big kid. I'm all this. I'm all that. I'm a bag of chips. I'm a gamer. I'm all these things. But who are you if that really is your identity? What happens when you don't cheerlead anymore? What happens when you aren't getting straight A's? What happens when the video game system breaks and there's no Twitch channel? What happens when there's no games to play, gamers? What happens when the athlete gets injured and doesn't play sports? Who are you now? See, guys, what you do is not your identity. Remember, identity drives direction. Again, if you're not driving, who's in control? Somebody else is. Here's how Jesus answers. He says this. Matthew 16, 17 says this. He says, Jesus, Jesus says, he replies, you're blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You didn't learn this from any human being. Jesus says, you know who I am because God himself revealed it. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. Jesus is the word made flesh. Jesus is fully God and fully man. Wrap your head around that. See, a lot of us love church, but we don't know who Jesus is. A lot of us love the idea of a Jesus loving me and accepting me, but we don't really know who he is. There are people on social media right now trying to tell you who Jesus is, and they don't know who he is because they've never read the book. They don't even know. You have to have a personal encounter with Jesus to know who God the Father is. See, the thing is, Jesus is revealed to us because we have a personal encounter with God. It's the only way. It's the only way. Many of you are in here and you think you know Jesus. That's great. But we know Jesus. Jesus is revealed to us because of a personal encounter. Earlier tonight, I could sense the presence of God in this room. Pastor Gerald, how do you know? Because I've been walking with the Lord closely for many, many years. I know. I had a lot of people at school telling me they went to church, telling me they went to youth group, but nothing in their life ever pointed to Jesus. They went to church, but there was no relationship. Why is this important, Pastor Joe? It's important because if you want to know who you really are, you've got to know who Jesus is. So you must have a revelation of who Jesus is. God's love, His presence, His power, His might, His grace, His strength... And some of you right now, you're doing great. There's going to come a time when you're going to need God's help. And when you call on him, he will answer. He will be. He is the God where our help comes from when we need it most. He'll be there. See, God is so real. The world loves to tell us who Jesus is, who he's supposed to be, what he likes, what he doesn't like. But They only have an opinion. All right, Pastor Darrell, get to it. So what? How do I practically, how do I practically encounter jesus well one way you're already in the right place right now this is one way you encounter jesus this is one way you encounter god the father you're in the room two probably the most practical the most real and the most uh probably the easiest way is god's word a bible who's got a bible in their house who's got a bible app on their phone reads that app you don't have to answer that but you can if you want as a test most people excuse me most people will have the app but they don't read it that's okay i'm not here to judge you i'm not here to beat you down but i'm saying if you want to have an encounter with god you've got to get into his word you want to hear god speak to you more you've got to read his word so the church the word and also the holy spirit the spirit of god god's presence is tangible god is here even when we don't feel it He's here. Also, there's spiritual disciplines we'll get into later on in coming weeks. Prayer, solitude, fasting, rest. Who likes to rest in here? (laughs) Rest is good. Who likes to give in here? Time, energy, money, serve. Daniel's like, let's go. Simplicity. God is into Can I just tell you, God makes things so simple, it's ridiculous. I remember having a conversation with a 17-year-old high school student in my uh, in the office and uh, he just he couldn't wrap his mind around what the Bible was about and I made it simple in about three four sentences it's simple but here's the cool thing not only is Jesus already know he's the son he's the son of the living God all not only does Jesus reve- is he revealed through a personal encounter with him but Jesus does not leave Peter and he doesn't leave us empty-handed ever Jesus never leaves us empty-handed Here's what he says to Peter. He says, now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Jesus reveals to us who we are. You might say, Pastor Gerald, I don't get that. That's the thing. Once you encounter Jesus himself, he reveals to us who we really are. And can I tell you, it's a bit of a journey. It's not going to be an A, B, C, D, multiple choice quiz answer. And it's not going to be an instantaneous answer as far as what it looks like. But the instantaneous answer is that you're a son and a daughter that he loves. And that Jesus literally bled out every ounce of blood he had on a cross. And he died and he rose from the dead to save you because that's how valuable that you are. You are a daughter of the king. You are a son of the king. Jesus reveals to us who we are. He tells Peter that he'll build his church beginning with him. What did Peter do? Who knows what Peter did? He did something three times. What did he do? He denied him three times. Jesus said, hey, Peter, you're going to sell me out whenever I'm being arrested, whenever I'm getting punched in the face in a synagogue, and they put me on the trial for nothing that I've done wrong, you're going to deny me three times. Peter's like, never, Lord, I'll never do that. He did it. He denied him three times. But he pretty much says, he's telling him, before all this happens, you you are going to be the, you're a rock. Now, he, this is actually more than one meeting, because Jesus is literally laying the law down in, a, in a, a region that worships multiple gods, Pan, uh, all kinds of multiple gods, the God of Pan, that's a whole other conversation. But they, he's literally saying, in this area, they worship all kinds of gods. Who do you say that I am? I'm the son of the living God. I'm the Messiah. I'm the real deal. I'm it. See, Jesus, he knows exactly who he is. And the thing is, when you know Jesus, you'll know exactly who you are when that boyfriend breaks your heart, you're not gonna suddenly think you're not good enough, ladies. Guys, when you get fired from that job, or somebody tries to hurt you, that's not gonna break you because you know you belong to the King of Kings. When you fail that test, and believe it or not, there are people that take their grades very, very seriously. They have been taught for many, many years that their college scholarships ride on their every grade and when they get a B or a C, it's like the end of the earth to them. It's the end of life, end of the world. Not true. Not true. Because when Jesus, when you know who we are in Christ, nothing can rob us of that. And he also, not only does he reveal us who we are, but he tells Peter, I'm going to give you the keys of heaven to you, the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth is permitted in heaven. Sickness is not in heaven. Cancer is not in heaven. Cancer is not of God. Sickness is not of God. Depression is not of God. Suicide is not of God. There is none of that in heaven. So he's saying, whatever's in heaven, you can loose on earth. There's healing power. There's love. There's acceptance. Jesus Christ did not die on the cross for you to keep him to yourself privately. He meant you to go public with Jesus. Jesus didn't just die on the cross so that you could keep him to himself. He died on the cross so that you would take the love of God to the, take the kingdom to Owensboro High School, to Owensboro Middle School, to Burns Middle School, to wherever you go to school, to your neighborhood, to your football team. He's telling you to take the love of God. He's not asking you to go preach a sermon. He's not asking you and demanding of you to carry 10 Bibles and start handing them out. But if you want to, go ahead. My point is, you're to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth, and that's the love of God the Father. And you're not going to know anything. You're not going to know any peace, any joy until you encounter him in a real, fresh, personal way. See, Jesus is speaking life into Peter before he ever denies him. A lot of times God is, like right now in this message, there's some things I've dropped in here. On that day, Eddie, making fun of me, if I knew my identity, if I knew who I was, that wouldn't have really bothered me. I've had people even come to me now and try to like say some things that have hurt me, and they have. But I can also see that I'm not warring with them I'm not worrying with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, spiritual forces, uh, uh, dark forces in even heavenly places. <sighs> Bill Johnson says this if you, who, if you knew who God made you to be, you'd never want to be anyone else. If you knew who God made you to be you'd never want to be anyone else and the problem is we always want to be like somebody else I have curly hair for years I wanted straight hair I felt like my hair would not lay right I kind of gave up on that and I know people that have straight hair that want curly hair there's tall people that wish they were shorter shorter people that wish they were taller there are people that think they're ugly and you're not. There are some of you in the room right now, you're wrestling with how your body looks. God made you that way. Hey, guys, I'm being for real. That may not be for you, but it's for somebody in this room. Even guys worry about how they look. So it might be a God. So what? But if you knew who God made you to be, you wouldn't want to be anybody else. See, sonship, sonship is... When we surrender to God, that is sonship. Like daughters, daughtership, it's not even a biblical word, but daughtership is the destiny that God has for you. What does that mean? Sonship, daughtership, daughtership i made up, just to make sure I get royalties. But sonship, just kidding, sonship, being a child of God, means you don't have to earn God's love. You're already loved. So here's the thing, as we dive into identity, instead of letting everybody else tell you who you're supposed to be, instead of letting the Eddies of the world tell you who you're supposed to be, you need to know who Jesus says you are, who you are. And the only way you're going to know who Jesus says that you are is that if you know him personally. Many of you in the room are looking for hope. You're looking for joy. You're looking for peace. You're looking for a, I'll tell you right now, I'll talk to somebody on the phone today and like, their life, they feel like their life is over. I wasn't going to be real with you. They feel like their life is over. What a lie to believe. What a deceptive lie. This person is not old. But this person thinks it's over. It's not. That's a lie from Satan. Your enemy. You have one. At least one. It's not, just, it's not Eddie. The Eddies of the world. It's Satan. It's the devil who wants you to buy into a lie because if you know who you are in Christ if you know that you're a son if you know that you're a daughter if you know the destiny that you had on you, see the devil's got a hit on you and he's trying to take you out early social media is a gift that it is social media is really geared to take you out too you start looking at everybody else and you start comparing yourself to one another and it'll take you out and I don't mean take you out like to dinner, I mean like it will literally take you down make sure you guys know what I mean there. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'll wrap up here. Knowing Jesus, if you want to know who you are, it starts with knowing who Jesus is. Every head bowed, every eye closed. That person I was talking to, I was trying to encourage them because a lot of times, a lot of times when things are bad, we can only see right in front of us. But God, the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, that God works things together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. All you got to do is love God, surrender to God, love him. And he'll work out every problem, everything together for good. He doesn't say some things. He'll work everything together for good. See, Colossians 1 says that we were created by him for him. See, when you got a car problem, you go to the mechanic. When you got a phone problem, you go to the manufacturer. When we have problems, we've got to learn, we've got to go back to the Creator because we were made by him and we were made for him. And all of creation, God is reconciling to himself. The word says in Colossians 1, it says God is reconciling and restoring all of creation back to him. Where the devil tried to, has tried to steal us from God, steal us from knowing God, that the devil has tried to get us to believe every lie and every deception. God is saying, I'm here to make you complete, and I'm here to bring you home. your family, and I love you. God is saying, I gave my son for you because I love you, and that's how valuable you are. Leaders, I'm going to ask that you come up. You were created for God. You're in the room tonight, right now. Real talk. There's something that was said tonight. Maybe there's something on your heart right now. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Pastor Darrell, you're getting kind of serious. I am. I look goofy in sixth grade, but today I'm taking it dead serious. I didn't look goofy. I just had big ears. Here's the thing, guys. Something resonated with you tonight. God is saying, hey, I'm inviting you into a relationship with me. God has revealed his son Jesus to you. And he's saying, do you want to know who you are? You want your joy back, you want your peace back, you want to know who what I've really called you to do, what your purpose is. It's for me. God. He says, it's for me. He says, I'll show you the plan. I'll give you the directions. I'll even give you the plans. It's going to be better than you can think, ask, or imagine. You'll have everything you ever wanted, and even more. Let me come in and complete you. The word says in Romans 10 that anybody that calls on the name of Jesus believes that God raised him from the dead shall be saved. It doesn't just mean saved from hell, it means the Greek word sozo, which means to make you whole and complete. He wants to do that. With everybody standing up in the room, everybody stand up. Keep your head bowed, close your eyes. If you're in here tonight and you say, Pastor Daryl, you're talking to me. I want to know Jesus personally. Or you might be in the room and you're like, you know what, Pastor Daryl? All I know is I need someone to pray with me now. I want you to come forward. We love you. Let us pray for you. Come on up if that's you. One, two, three. If that's you. Bring somebody with you if you're a little scared to come up here. Bring somebody with you. Jesus Christ has come to give you hope today. Don't talk. Just take somebody with you. There we go. I knew it's I knew it's gonna be a squad up here. You might be out here right now and you might say, Pastor Darrell, I've never trusted in Jesus. What you're talking about, I don't I haven't had a personal encounter with him, but there's something different. I encountered him tonight. What you're saying speaks to me. I want to call on the name of Jesus to be Lord of my life. Not just Savior, not just save me, but I want to make him Lord and leader of my life. If that's you, I want you to come up here. Let us pray with you. Don't worry about these guys up here. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Ask yourself where you're at. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, if you're in the room and you're dealing with an Eddie every head bowed every eye closed I'm just going to call him an Eddie poor Eddie that's what he's just going to be we got along in high school by senior year every head bowed every eye closed sometimes you just got to grow up you're dealing with an Eddie in the room if that speaks to you uh, lift up your hand we wanna, I want to pray for you specifically anybody in here dealing with an Eddie his name isn't Eddie but someone like that somebody that's like bullying you messing with you gets on your nerves can't be your brother or sister Okay, I see one. you can put your hand down? I see two. Why not you guys close your eyes and show some respect and just let people, this is their moment. I see two. So you're dealing with those. Anybody else? Some of you are Eddie. Some of you are Eddie. And there's going to be an Eddie that's going to mess with you if you're not careful. See, you reap what you sow. If you clown and roast everybody, they're going to clown and roast you. Get ready. So maybe you need to cut that where it's at. Father, anybody dealing with an Eddie? Anybody dealing with that? Father, I pray that you would convict their heart, Lord. I pray, God, that you would mend that relationship, mend that friendship, whatever that is, God. I pray they seem like enemies today. But, Father, I pray very, very soon they would call on one another to be friends, Father. I pray, God, that hearts would be humbled. Hearts would be humbled. Hearts would be humbled. That pride is gonna be killed in Jesus' name. Hurt people, hurt people, Lord. I pray for healing in their hearts, Lord. Healing in their hearts. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Daniel, you got anything? Sure? Okay. Caitlin, you good? Alright. Trisha? Talking, we'll let her talk. I'm kind of missing my shoes. Can I tell you a story, real quick, as we're getting ready to close? There's a pastor I know, kind of a friend, a pastor, a pastor friend of a pastor. And uh, one time he just said, I don't know why, but I'm supposed to do 10 push ups right now. And he dropped down and he broke out 10 push ups and he went right back to preaching. Now, to most people, that looked completely insane. However, as that pastor was leaving the church that Sunday afternoon, a woman was dragging her husband, like almost like a grandma does by the ear, you know? Dragging her husband, Pastor, pastor, my husband wants to talk to you. She said... My husband said that I would, he would not give his life to Jesus unless that man up there did 10 push-ups right now. Here's the thing. Sometimes God is not in a box. He will do unorthodox things. If for some reason me taking off my shoes was more than just holy ground, then I pray, Holy Spirit, you fill in the gaps. And if there's somebody in the room that needs to know you're real, if that's what it is, God, I pray right now, may that be witness to it. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father, bless everyone here. Thank you for them. Continue to speak to them. Hope is coming. Hope is coming. Hope is coming. Some of you guys are just desperate for hope. Hope is coming. God doesn't leave you empty-handed. He's, if you, you just surrender, you just say, hey, God, I'm ready. God, I need you. God, help me. Oh, he says, hope is coming for you. Hope is coming. Be ready to receive it. When it comes, rejoice. When it comes, it's going to be like spring. Everything's got a new fresh smell. Everything's got new color. It's going to be a brand new day for you. I see flowers blooming. I see green grass. I see flowers blooming. I don't know what that is, but I see flowers blooming. In Jesus' name, it's a new day. God's doing something new. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him.